Women Taking the Lead, Episode 167. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. And that is kind of what came to me when I was sitting on my couch that day thinking about emailing Ariana Huffington, because the reality is if I hadn't emailed her that day, my life would be completely different. So if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Every child wants to be the hero of their own story. At JulesCustomBooks.com, your child plays the central role in every book, bringing joy and delight when they hear their name and those of their family and friends. Visit JulesCustomBooks.com to make your child the star of the show. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Bree Seeley, and Bree is an inspirational woman who supports women around the world to live their own version of an inspirational life. Bree is the creator of the Inspirational Woman Project, the co-founder of an unnetworking movement, the Amplify Collective, and co-host of a weekly podcast, Be Amplified. A coach, speaker, author, and former renowned fashion designer with an international fashion brand, she is a regular contributor for the Huffington Post and is known by many for her tell-it-like-it-is advice. Brie has been featured on the Today Show, Kickstarter, PBS, and Free Enterprise. Brie, that is just a little intro for everyone, so tell us more about you so we get an idea of the woman you are and your own humble beginnings. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I do have very humble beginnings. (laughs) I was raised by a single mom in a very small town uh, in southern Minnesota. And uh, yeah, I was luckily, so her and my grandmother pretty much raised me and was very much raised by two very strong women that taught me to question everything and never take no for an answer and always carve my own path and do what makes me happy. And it really has served me well in following my bliss, like following what I want to do. And and I've always been very guided by what feels good, what, what makes me happy, what makes me excited and doing my best to not fall into the trappings of, well, you should have this kind of job or you should be married by this age or, you know, you're a woman, so you should be having children and all of these things. And really I, over the past, Uh, let's see, nine years, I have been little by little just recreating everything about who I am and really owning what my desired path is in life and continually taking a stand for who I am, what I'm bringing into the world and how I'm showing up. You know, and that's amazing because, you know, when you were um, talking about the part where you're following your bliss and and what feels good to you, I know there are some people who would listen to that and go, well, that would take me nowhere, right? But you've been doing that for, what'd you say, nine years now? And look at your resume. Like this, (laughs) following your bliss and what feels good to you has led you to have your own brand, you know, your own brand in several different areas, podcast fashion, networking events. And so this is a strategy that has definitely worked for you. And we were chatting a little bit before we hit record too. And you've certainly come a long way from the small town in Minnesota. <laughs> you're, you're now in Santa Monica and you're doing all these things and you're a busy woman. But like you said, they were they're everything that 
just was juicy and made life worth living. You wouldn't give up anything. And that's amazing. You can definitely get a sense that you're out there, you're living your life fully, and it's great to hear your voice. Well, and the thing that I would encourage if anyone is saying, well, that would lead me nowhere, like, would it lead you nowhere? Or is that just something you're telling yourself? Because up until I start, like my job title, I made up my own job title. My job title is when people ask me, what do you do? I say, well, I'm an inspirational woman. That didn't exist before I claimed it for myself. So if you are feeling like, well, my bliss wouldn't take me anywhere, I would challenge you and say, how do you know that? Have you tried? Mm -hmm. Because it's not until you actually try and you take a stand for that and be like, this is, my, this is what makes me happy and this is what I want to do. You can create whatever you want to create. So the only person stopping you from, from doing that is probably you saying, well, that will take me nowhere. Mm -hmm. So. That's, I mean, I definitely, you know, my whole path, everything I'm doing right now, no one before me has done this, not in the way that I'm doing it. And so everyone can do, like anyone can do that. I'm not special. I just have chosen to be stubborn about it <laughs> and like really dedicate my life to doing this. Yeah. And if really the goal is to create our own path and a life that's genuine to ourselves, there really is no shoulds yeah. or expectations involved because you don't know yet what that would look like. You really do have to identify what feels good for you, what interests you, what you want to do next. And so many women, Brie, I hear them, you know, say that, and they realize it's not working, but there's this belief that if we don't ride ourselves and if we don't beat ourselves up over past mistakes, then we'll be lazy or we'll be likely to make the same mistakes over and over again. But at the core of it all, all it does is make us feel bad and exhaust us. Mm -hmm. And so letting that go and, you know, choosing a different strategy for living life, what could it hurt? Try it out for a little while for the next month or so, you know, really get at the heart of what makes you feel good and follow that. Yeah. And Brie, clearly you have gained a lot of confidence. You, you are out there, you're living life fully, but take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. It, it's oftentimes in those moments, we don't really believe we're playing small. We, we have this belief about ourselves and what shows up in our life is pretty much represents what we believe about ourselves. And it's only later as we've accomplished more that we look back and go, oh my goodness, I was playing small. I could have, I was capable of so much more than I gave myself credit for. So if you could share with us a playing small story and the lessons you've learned. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, honestly. Um, it was two and a half years ago and I was running my fashion brand, but I still had a day job and I was, I, I call it the white horse syndrome. I was like waiting for the opportunity or the person to like come in and save me so that I could quit my job and just be a fashion designer. And I had just applied. I think that the low point of that was I had just applied for this grant and uh, found out that I didn't get it. And it crushed me. It crushed me and I was laying in my bed and I was in tears and I had called my mom and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't keep going like this. I'm, you know, I hadn't fully committed to being an entrepreneur, but I hadn't fully committed to being a full-time employee. And I was on the fence about all of these things. And, you know, my mom was like, well, maybe you should just 
shut, you know, she didn't say shut down your brand, but essentially like funnel your energy more into your day job. And I just had this heartbreaking, like, I can't do that. Like, if I do that, like, I would rather die than do that, literally. And it was just this moment, I like laid in bed all day that day and just cried and sobbed. And it took me a really long, like, it took me a good few months to get out of that. And then luckily, the universe did come along with its white horse. And uh, I got my pay cut in half at my day job. (laughs) So... My that was a twist, right? And (laughs) I literally, I had been at a conference and I got home the next day and opened up my email and it was like, Hey, just want to remind you, we cut your pay in half as of five days ago. And I was like, what? And so I think the thing that I always like to remind people is that the universe had been tapping me on the shoulder for ages. Like you're not meant to be doing this job. This job is killing you. It's giving you panic attacks. You're having anxiety. You're stressed out. You're not happy. You need to go. And I kept getting these little like hints of like, it's time. It's time to leave your job. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I'm good. I'm comfortable here. Like I don't want to, I don't want to leave. And so when you're playing small and the universe continually taps you on the shoulder, you can either listen to it. Or the universe will generally come in with a nice large two by four and knock you off your stool and really give you a wake up call to give you the opportunity to be living the life that you're supposed to be living. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of my moment where I had been playing really small. I wasn't willing to get off the fence. I wasn't willing to commit. And if you're not willing to commit to something, the universe literally doesn't know where to send the goodness in your life. Like, am I sending it through this channel to the job, but she hates the job, but then she has this business, but she's not really committed to the business. So like, I don't know. And it's really confusing energetically. So the universe just took care of it for me and said, here you go. (laughs) I love that, Brie. And I love how you put it as the white horse of a, a huge pay cut. Because sometimes that's what it looks like. Yeah. You know, the universe says to us like, oh, you can't move. Okay, well, let me help you make make this easier for yeah. you. Right. And we see it as such bad news and an awful thing. And yep. for, for me, it was like a couple of acquisitions and having my job outsourced. But I'll be honest, by the time the outsource came along, I was like, hallelujah, because <laughs> apparently my tolerance level is really high um, and I could put up with a lot. But it was such it was a twisted, backhanded blessing mm-hmm. um, to release me from a job I wasn't happy about anymore. But I couldn't like you, I just couldn't bring myself to make the leap. And I think you're absolutely right. I think the lesson you and I both learned from that is when something's making you unhappy, move quickly or the universe will come along and you'll have to deal with something else. And so I know you have, and I know I have since then been very in tune with what makes us really unhappy and, and just get ourselves out of those situations as soon as possible and try to only choose things that we know are moving us forward in the direction when we want to go. Yep. Ooh, that's a good one. All right, Brie. Now I want to hear about a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call. 
Now, for some people, it's like a light bulb that goes off and it's an aha moment. And then others talk about kind of like you shared where the universe kept sending a stronger message. You know, you need those messages over and over again and have this slow awakening. However, there's always a moment when it dawns on us and we're ready to take some action. So if you could, what was your wake up call and the steps you took that led to your success? So it actually happened about an hour after I got that email. Um, So I had been sitting on my couch and I was spiraling down and I could feel myself. Like it was really interesting. I was like, wow, I'm going down this like fear spiral of, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like I am not going to have an income and then this is going to happen and then this and then this. And I just kept like compounding it. And I just had this moment where I was like, stop. And so I called a friend to help support me not going down that spiral and got off the phone with her and opened up my journal. And I had just seen Ariana Huffington speak. And I I don't even remember what I had taken notes on, but I was reading through the notes that I took at this conference. And it was something about like, there's always a silver lining. And so as much as I was spiraling down into that, like, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. My life is over. I don't have an income. This is never going to work. I might as well quit now. Like all of these things. I read that and I was like, okay, can I trust that this happened for a reason? Can I trust that there's something better coming on the other side? And so when I'd been at that conference, I had just, just started this blog project. I was in day seven of 31 on this blog project. And while I was at the conference, I got this really clear message of it needs to be more than a blog. It needs to be a movement. It needs to be a book. It needs to be more. And at the time I was like, I don't have, I don't have time for that. I'm running a fashion brand. I'm doing this blog project. I have a day job, like all these things. I don't have time for that. And all of a sudden I had this space And I was like, all right, well, maybe the silver lining is this is now going to give me an opportunity to dive into this book project. And at the end of Ariana Huffington's speech, she always gives out her email address. Or she did. I don't know if she does anymore. This was two years ago. But um, she said, email me about how you're thriving in your life or, you know, whatever was related to her book at that time. And so I was sitting on my couch and I joked that it was like a cartoon. I literally had the devil on one shoulder And the angel on the other shoulder and the devil kept saying, like, don't email her. Who do you think you are? She's never going to respond to you. Like, you're not big enough. You're not cool enough. Like, she's never going to pay attention. She won't even read it. You know, you'll get the standard. Oh, well, someone will get back to you in three to five business days. And then this little angel on my shoulder kept whispering, like, but what's it going to hurt? Like, okay, so what if she doesn't respond? What if she does? And so I sat down and I penned this email to Ariana Huffington and just said, thank you. I just got some seemingly bad news that could be viewed as bad. And I'm choosing to see it as a silver lining. And everything you said yesterday in your speech helped me significantly. And from here on out, this is what I'm focusing on in my life. And I'm really excited about this project. And five hours later, she responded. Wow. And she didn't tell me I was stupid. She didn't tell me that I was insignificant. You know, she said, I love what you're creating. Would you like to start writing for us? And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know that was an option. Like I had literally just emailed her. Like I didn't ask for anything in the email. 
And it was just such a beautiful moment where it was this little glimpse of like, yes, this quote unquote, terrible, devastating, like bad news thing had just happened. And not even five hours later, the universe was like opening up this sliver of hope. And so I was like, yeah, I would love to. And I started writing for the Huffington Post in June. And then it was like three months later, I wrote a blog that went viral. And the Today Show called me one day. I was at a Dodgers game and the Today Show called me and wanted to feature my voice in this upcoming segment. And like, I mean, all of these things have just kind of like gradually unfolded and things just keep opening up and getting better and better and better. But had I not taken that first step of just really reaching out, making myself vulnerable, you know, putting myself out there, uh, it never would have happened. Oh my God. And it all started from just being willing to look at what was happening. Like it was a good thing. Yeah. And you just didn't know what, why, and what it was going to look like, but it was a good thing. And all you had to do was take the first step. And that was to just review your journal and then reach out to Ariana Huffington. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people, I've had people come up to me before, like a good friend of mine came up to me at a bonfire a few years ago and said, where does this trust come from? He was like, I have never seen someone in my life have as much trust as you have. He's like in the universe, in a higher power, in, you know, everything. He's like, you just trust so innately. And that's basically what it was for me. You know, I had to open up and be like, all right, this thing happened. And it had to have happened for a good reason. And so instead of staring, staying in that spiral of, my life is screwed. I'm never getting out of this. Like everything's done. Doomsday, blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I trusted, I shifted that energy into that place of trust and was like, you know, the universe has never not taken care of me ever. And I know that. And because of that, I'm going to trust that I'm going to be taken care of. And that for whatever reason, you know, I would have known forever. I, I knew the day I took the job that I didn't want it. And so it's, it's really about having that hugely deep trust either in yourself or in some sort of higher power or, you know, whatever you want to call it or whatever you practice. But that's been key to me. Like if I didn't have that trust, I know that I wouldn't be where I am today. No. And because, you know, and as you're saying this, it kind of crystallized in my mind, this has been forming for a while, that that level of trust is also another factor that that gives us confidence. Like a lot of people are always asking me, well, how do I build up confidence? How do I feel more confidence? You know, when you trust to that level, you can't help but be confident because you know it's all going to work out, however it looks, yeah. right? You don't get attached to how it's going to look, but yeah. you just trust that whatever happens, you're going to be taken care of. And that gives you a freedom to try things that you might not have been willing to try if you had to know that everything was going to come out just the way you wanted it to. Yeah. And the thing I always like to say, too, is that, you know, as humans, we like to think that you know, we're powerful and all these things. And, and yes, we are. And like, we can't see everything. We just can't. Like, that's not our job. So as much as we want to control and like know how it's going to look and like all these things, that's not, that's not what we're here for. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> so, you know, I always, I always tell people when you're, when you're setting an intention or when you're asking the universe for something, I always like to add this or something better. Because you don't know. You could ask for $500 and the universe might want to send you a thousand. Like mm -hmm. You never know. So just trust that whatever's coming is going to be 
great and potentially better and bigger than you could ever see. And it just might not look like you think it should, but stop micromanaging and just let the universe do its job. I love that. And Brie, you tend to have a different perspective than most people I chat with. So I'm very curious about how you would describe your leadership style, because we all lead differently. And I think that's amazing. We do need a blend of different um, leadership styles in our life because they all serve different purposes. So how would you describe your leadership style? My leadership style is basically like essentially leading by example. Um, you know, I'm not one to stand up and like, I teach, I absolutely teach and I will teach people universal principles and how things work and all of that stuff. Um, and I don't like to preach at people. Basically, I'm not going to tell you how you should run your business. I'm not going to tell you how you should live your life. I'm going to tell you how the universe works. And then you get to figure out your own path. And, you know, I support women in figuring that out for themselves, but for me, it's not about saying, this is how I did it and this is how you should do it. It's about me leading by example and saying, I don't have everything figured out. <laughs> I'm still learning every single day. And, you know, these are the tools that I've applied to create the life that I want to be living. And your life that you want to be living doesn't look like my life. It doesn't. It, it looks differently and I can show you the tools that I used to get to that life. So, you know, I'm not telling people how they, how they should live or how they should be acting or any of that stuff. It's each of us have our own journeys. Each of us have our own desires. And I just exemplify that idea. Whatever you want in your life, you can have it. And I know because I've done it. And Bree, speaking about your business, what's something that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Ooh, um, what am I working on? So my personal business <laughs> is kind of externally, not on pause, but I just don't have a lot coming up. I'll be doing another training probably in February. Um, but through the rest of the year, I'm pretty fully committed to the women that I'm working with in my group program right now. And uh, I do have a really big fun event coming up in Los Angeles in December. Uh, we are doing one of our unnetworking events, but it's going to be like a hundred plus person soiree for the holidays and a little bit of shopping and a lot of bit of champagne. And um, it's going to be a really great evening. So that's in December. And you know, I'm speaking at a few conferences and going to attending a few other conferences and ending my year in Bali, which I'm really excited about. Oh my gosh. That's so. incredible. And you're going to, before, before we hang up this call, I'll definitely be having you share where people can get more information okay. on all of these events and where they can maybe see you speak that you'd be available. Um, but on the flip side of things, Brie, what is the biggest leadership or business challenge you're currently having? Um, I think one of the things that people don't really talk about a lot when you're really significantly up leveling your life is that in order to have this new way of being, the things that have been in your life forever, not everything's going to fit and not everything's going to like, not everyone in your life is going to remain in the same vibration as you. Like not everyone is going to be able to support you or, or have the same ideals or so I've been going through this really deep, um, kind of shedding and rebuilding of 
some of my community and just some of my ways of being. And, uh, it's interesting. Like I, I haven't found a lot of people that are talking about this actively about what it looks like to, you know, I basically this year went in January, I couldn't pay my rent. And in eight months I built a six figure business. And so going from that drastic change of being at this, you know, lower level vibration of striving and not being able to pay your bills and all of this stuff to all of a sudden, you know, living the life that I've envisioned forever. And just kind of the, the disconnect that happens in a, some areas of your life and how when you take that massive leap, um, not everything that you had before will still be aligned with where you're going. And um, I hope I'm articulating this correctly. It's a hard thing to talk about because, yeah. you know, I'm not, I, it, it's a really difficult thing to talk about. So I try and talk about it very, I'm very direct, but around things like this, it's, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't want to portray the wrong idea. And no, and, and just to interject a little bit, I think you're coming off very well. Cause, and, and for me, and I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit more too, because I was just having a conversation with one of my clients today where she was expressing that some of the people in her life, they don't jive anymore, right? There's not that, that synchronicity going on. And as we, you know, drew it out, I was able to um, help her see that this is actually a natural process. Like we always go through a pruning process, right? When we're starting to grow and go in certain directions, because we have to be surrounded by people who are in alignment with yeah. our vision and with our values. And as that changes, it's not that those are bad people, but they just don't share the same vision or the same values that you do anymore. And it's not to say you have to completely cut them out of your life, but you do need to, at the very least, minimize your time with them because you to um, support you and strengthen you on on your journey and what you're trying to create, you really have to be surrounded by people who are like-minded. Yes. Um, you're so and, much more eloquent than I am about this. Thank you for <laughs> taking my words and making them way better packaged. <laughs> well, I, it, this comes up quite a bit and yeah. it's very common for me. It really happened around the early thirties, you know, right around that 30 year mark. Yeah. Yes. I started looking around and thinking, you know, like who, who is my friend? You know, who, who supports me? Who do I want to, and your priorities change. You're, you're starting to make your mark in the world, yep. you know? Um, and so you got to give a lot of energy to that. So you have to be more selective of the different activities and people you give your time to not that any activity or, or person is is invaluable or unworthy. It's just, they're just not in alignment anymore. Well, and, and my business partner always says too, like, you know, don't go to advice from someone that isn't living the life you want to be living. So the people that I would go to advice to when I couldn't pay my rent, for example, are not the same people I should be going to advice to when I've built a six figure business. Mm -hmm. So then I've had this like, well, who do I call? <laughs> you know, like who, I've had this community of people that have been amazing. They've been such amazing human beings and they've gotten me to such a great point in my life. And now I'm like, I don't know who to talk to about what I'm building and where I'm going. And it's just, it's a really interesting place. And I feel like not enough people are talking about it. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really glad we're having this conversation because it's hard. It is hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a developmental stage. And as you get towards your 40s, we'd be having a completely different conversation. <laughs> and there's there's a whole new level of weeding out 
you know, that goes on at that point. But where you are, everything you're doing is perfect and very natural, you know, and every everybody around that age or at that stage is doing it. So there's nothing to feel bad about. So now, Brie, actually, the next question segues perfectly because, you know, sometimes when um, the women um, in this community are listening to guests like you come on the show and talk about everything that they're doing, you know, they're just like mind boggling. It's mind boggling, like yeah. everything you're able to accomplish. And there can sometimes be this this misperception that you're one woman doing it all on your own and you're more capable than they are when that's not the case at often, you know, nobody accomplishes any great thing on their own. It's always a part of being a part of a support system. So if you could give us a, a, a quick snapshot of the people you have around you that are supporting you that make it possible for you to do what you're doing today. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost is always my mom. Like I said, I was raised by a single mom and she still continues to be you know, someone that I call upon on a lot. I called her even last week just in tears, which I try not to do because it freaks moms out when you call them, just immediately start crying. But mm -hmm. uh, I was like, can you come and visit? And she was like, what is wrong? And I was like, I just need my mom. Like, can you just come and hang out? Can you just come spend a week with me? Can we drink champagne and like wander the streets of LA? And just like, can you just come be my mom for a little bit? So her, of course, always. My business partner is phenomenal. She is also a coach. Um, and we support each other not only in our the Amplify Collective, but we support each other individually in our own businesses. And our partnership is amazing. Like, I don't know how, like, it all happened on accident. And it was very divinely orchestrated. And I would not be where I am today without her in my life. Um, and then outside of that, you know, she and I run a community of amazing kick-ass women that are doing big things in the world. And so surrounding myself by people that are doing great things. And, you know, she and I both created this little mastermind of there's four of us and we call ourselves the business besties and we are all striving towards greatness and we're all at similar levels and we really, we get together once a week and we talk and we, t we go over our struggles and what do you need and how can I support you? And it's just like, it's amazing. I am all for not doing it alone. And then just a few days ago, actually, I hired my first employee and I have another contractor that works for me as well. And, you know, the more you can outsource in terms of business, the more you can outsource the things that are not your zone of genius, the better. So things like scheduling social media and writing blog posts and doing newsletters, and like all these things, yes, they're important and I don't need to be doing them. So how can, like what areas of your business can you look at and start outsourcing? Because the less you do that's outside your zone of genius, the better. Mm, I love that. And now Brie, I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? Meditation, absolutely. My internal practice is is everything that keeps me going and allows me to show up in a really powerful way as a leader in the world. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? The Big Leap. It's amazing. I've read it four and, times in the last year. <laughs> and and who wrote that? Gay Hendricks. That's what I thought. I was going to throw it out there. And then, you know, that part of you that goes, no, 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 you've got it wrong. <laughs> I love it. And what advice would you give your younger self? Um, to, to have more fun 
that's actually something that I'm just learning. You know, I'm 33. And I have realized more and more in the last even just few months that I don't know how to have fun because I'm always focused on the business and this and that and making money and like all of these things. And granted, I've been in survival mode for a few years, but um, have more fun. Mm -hmm. Learn how to have fun. (laughs) You know, I love that you said that because for some people, they have to learn or relearn again Mm -hmm. what it means for them to have fun. So I don't know if I've ever known. I like I had to be an adult at a very young age and uh, take care of myself at a very young age. And I don't know if I've ever known. So it's a process and I don't know, really know what I'm doing, but I'm trying. So (laughs) (laughs) and that can be a fun adventure to figure that one out. Perfect. And Bree, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Ooh, that is a good question. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. And that is kind of what came to me when I was sitting on my couch that day thinking about emailing Ariana Huffington, because the reality is if I hadn't emailed her that day, my life would be completely different. So if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Love it. And lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Awesome. So you can either find me uh, on my website, which is breeseely.com. You can find me, uh, the unnetworking movement at the amplifycollective.com. I am obsessed with Instagram and my Instagram is I am Brie Seeley. Um, and I'm also on Facebook and Twitter as well. Perfect. And for those of you who are listening, cause I know you're often on the go, <laughs> like striving for your own success while you're listening for this, you know, you can find all the links and resources that Brie shared in this episode at women If you put Brie, B-R-I, in the search bar, her show notes will come right up. And Brie, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you, Jody. I appreciate it. This was fabulous. Your website tells a story about your business. At Zebra Love Web Solutions, Millie and her team are going to make sure your website tells the story you want your customers to hear. Connect with Millie at zebralovewebsolutions.com to create the impression you want to make. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life but need some support? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash contact to introduce yourself. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me and here's to your success.